A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that can't get enough of that sweet smell of history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about one of the most enduring and expensive smells of the last hundred years, the one and only Chanel Number no. 5. The day was May 5th, 1921. The iconic perfume Chanel Number no. 5 was sold for the first time at Coco Chanel's boutique in Paris. The new scent was very different from others on the market at the time. Instead of smelling like just one floral note, Chanel No. 5 was much more complex. It had notes of jasmine, rose, sandalwood, and vanilla, among many others. The result was an unusually abstract scent that didn't relate to just one thing. Instead of smelling like a specific flower, it smelled clean or fresh, even a little like soap. The impressionistic nature of the fragrance was reflected in its name, number five. As a seemingly random digit, it didn't have a clear connotation in most people's minds. But for Coco Chanel, the number represented everything. Five was said to be her lucky number, and she deferred to it in life wherever possible. It was no coincidence then that the fragrance she chose to release was the fifth sample presented to her. It was also no coincidence that the fragrance debuted, along with her new fashion collection, 
on the fifth day of the fifth month of the year. Gabrielle Chanel was born on August 19, 1883, in the Saumur Commune in western France. She was the second of three daughters born to Albert and Jeanne Chanel, a clothing peddler and a laundry woman, respectively. Jeanne passed away just before Chanel's 12th birthday, at which point her father sent her and her two sisters to live at a convent-run orphanage in central France. The nuns there taught Chanel how to sew, and it's been suggested that their black-and-white habits inspired the color contrast that later became the designer's trademark. Chanel left the orphanage at age 18 and put her sewing skills to use in a local tailor shop. She also took up singing and began performing with her aunt in working-class bars and restaurants. It was during this time that Gabrielle Chanel reportedly got her nickname, Coco. There are a few versions of the story, but the most well-known is that the name came from two songs that Chanel frequently performed, Coco Rico and Who's Seen Coco at the Trocadero. Supposedly, the crowd would demand encores from the singer by shouting Coco, Coco, until she reappeared on stage. It's worth noting, though, that Chanel herself claimed the nickname was a term of endearment used by her father, not by drunken crowds. At any rate, the nickname lasted longer than her singing career. By 1910, Chanel had left the stage behind and become a licensed milliner, or maker of women's hats. Her hat shop, called Chanel Maud, was located at 21 Rue Cambon in the heart of Paris. The venture was paid for by Chanel's lover, Etienne Balsan, a wealthy textile tycoon who had invited her to live in Paris with him as his mistress. In the decade that followed, Chanel grew her business into a series of successful boutiques. Gradually, she established herself as a celebrated fashion designer famous not only for her inventive clothing designs, but for her exploits as a larger-than-life socialite. She drove around in a blue Rolls-Royce and made no effort to hide her many public romances. In the early 1920s, Chanel decided to jump on board a new trend among fashion houses by designing a signature perfume to complement her clothing line. To make it happen, Chanel commissioned a prominent perfumer named Ernest Beau, she challenged him to think outside the box to create a fragrance that would, quote, smell like a woman, not like a rose. Beau worked on the challenge for several months, eventually creating ten distinct samples to present to Chanel. Naturally, she picked number five. However, Chanel may have been drawn to the scent for another reason besides its number. The sample she chose was actually the world's first perfume to feature a significant dose of aldehydes, synthetic chemicals that make a scent more intense and long-lasting. Perfumers hadn't made much use of aldehydes, preferring to play it safe with natural ingredients, but the fragrance that would become Chanel No. 5 had an uncommonly high dose of the chemicals. As the story goes, their inclusion may not have been intentional. Either Beau or his assistant are believed to have accidentally added the strong dose to one of Chanel's samples, as luck would have it, the fifth one. There's been a lot of speculation about why Chanel would be attracted to the smell of aldehydes, but the most widely accepted theory is that they reminded her of soap, and by extension, 
of her mother, a laundress. Chanel never explicitly made that connection herself, but she did later describe the fragrance as, quote, what I was waiting for, a woman's perfume with the scent of a woman. Before launching Chanel No. 5 on May the 5th, the designer did some impromptu market research for the perfume. She invited some high-society friends to a popular restaurant on the Riviera and then sprayed the perfume all around the table. According to legend, every woman who passed by that afternoon stopped to ask what the fragrance was and where they could buy it. The answer, of course, was exclusively at her boutique on Rue Cambon. Chanel No. 5 shook up the fragrance industry like no scent before it. Even the bottle the perfume came in was groundbreaking, simpler and less ornate than those used by competitors. The fragrance quickly became a bestseller, and it's remained one for about a century. Today, it's one of the most recognizable perfumes in the world, both in the air and in its famous bottle. It seems like Chanel was right, and five really was her lucky number. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback directly to me by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.